say good evening to you. Good to see everyone and we welcome you in the Saviour's name. We're going to sing number 79. <clears throat> it's one of my favourite hymns. Oh come all ye faithful, joyfully triumphant to Bethlehem. Hasten now with glad accord. Lo, in a manger lies the King of Angels. O come, let us adore him.
Bow together and seek the Lord in prayer. Let us all pray. Heavenly Father, in the lovely and the precious name of thy dear Son, we come before thy holy presence. We come in worship, we come in adoration, we come as the hymn has told us to adore him. The one who is the fairest of ten thousand to our souls, the one who is the bright and the morning star. And we can say in the words of the Song of Solomon that he is the altogether lovely one. This is my beloved, this is my friend. And we call his name Jesus. And it's through the worthy name of Jesus Christ that we dare to approach the throne of grace. And we're welcomed, we're accepted. We can meet upon redemption ground. We are heard in heaven for the sake of the Son. And Lord, we pray for the abiding presence of the Lord tonight to be here in this meeting from the very beginning. Let the Lord draw near in the wonder of his presence. Speak to our hearts in every hymn that we sing, in every scripture that is read, in the report that is brought, and what your dear servant tonight will say to us from your word. Thank thee for our brother Noel, and thank thee for every remembrance that we have of him, the gifts that you've given to him. We remember fondly those days of serving the Lord here in Northern Ireland (coughs) as a child's evangelist going around the province as well as the work that he did in Belfast. Think of the thousands of children that were were reached, preached onto. Think of so many that were converted. And then, Lord, the call that you gave to him to go to the Philippines as he gives his report tonight, be with him, endure him with power from on high, and bless our souls as we sit at the feet of the Savior and help us to learn from thee. Help us to be blessed, Lord, in our own souls as we we hear of what God is doing in other parts of the world. And may we ever continue to lift our eyes and look in the fields that are white already to harvest and see that there is a great harvest to be gathered in. Remember the Lord lamented in his day that the labors were few. And Lord, we know that that is so today. We see over the world wide open doors inviting and yet so few that are willing to go. Lord, we pray in these days that you will raise up others, that you will raise laborers to go into the harvest. We pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. So do us good tonight. Bless the congregation that are here. Remember those that couldn't make it to the meeting. Remember those that are sick and laid aside, those that have been very especially on our minds and hearts in these days. We continue to pray for their recovery. Lord, hear our cry tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Very warm word of welcome uh, to you tonight. Good to see all who have come. And if you're joining us on the internet, maybe through YouTube or Sermon Audio or Facebook, we welcome you in the Lord's great name. The prayer meeting will take place on the Lord's Day. Even though it's Christmas Day, we're still going to come and pray together at 8 o'clock. Our worship service has been changed, so there's no Bible class and Sunday school on the Sabbath day, but 11 o'clock instead of 12 noon, so make sure and come the hour earlier and be with us for that time of preaching. 
I feel very constrained to preach on Sunday morning on the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Bible has a lot to say about the one that was blessed, blessed among women, and the Bible tells us so. And we want to look at why Mary was so blessed of God. And uh, you come and listen to what we have to say. Our gospel service in the evening time at seven, members of the church will take part. Our two choirs will sing, and there's a special piano recital as well. We look forward to that. The prayer meeting will be at 6.30. We thank you sincerely for your tithes and your offerings to God's work. And just to remind you that the free will envelopes are available, and that missionary covenant envelopes are available from tonight. Philip has them here. And just that little announcement to emphasize the 7th of January. It's Saturday morning at 8.30 going through to the afternoon 12.30 and it's a New Year breakfast and this is a little fundraiser for our Christian school. We hope that you're able to come. And just also to say for the final time, anyone seeking communicant membership, see me as soon as possible. We're going to sing again and we're going to sing a hymn that we've come to know and love, Victory in Jesus. I heard an old, old story how a saviour came from glory, how he gave his life in Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning of his precious blood's atoning. Then I repented of my sins and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus. And that's what it's all about, whether you serve the Lord in Northern Ireland or in the Philippines or any other nation of the world. It's the old, old story of the cross and what Christ came to do when he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. Let's sing it together.
be seated. Brother Noel Stevenson, it's good to have you tonight. It's been a wee while since you've been here. You know a lot of these folks. You go back a long way with people like Pat Mills, going to college together. You know those enjoyable two years that you had in Bible college and all that study that you had to do. And uh, brother, we love you in the Lord and we have followed your work way back from Portadown days before I went to Bible college and uh, going around the province preaching the word to the children. Noel Stevenson had a very big influence in my life. And whenever Noel had the missions and we used to go and help out, I felt when God was calling me that he was calling me to be uh, a children's evangelist. And that's how I applied to the Whitfield College of the Bible. I went and I I said, I'm not sure what the Lord wants me to do, but I, I think maybe in the field of children's evangelism. And it was at that interview they asked me to pray about the ministry. And well, it's a long story, but uh, long story short, the Lord called me into the ministry. Brother, we followed your work and you moved to the Philippines and you've been doing the work there for many years. And you're going to come and speak about that work now. And we're going to help you a wee bit, I think. He's got a video to show, but there's places he once had paused. And he said he'll just shout, Stop! <laughs> and I have to try and find a pause button somewhere and stop it. So if the technology fails, blame me. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you very much, brother. Oh, just one thing. The it's on. Oh, so there is a text from you. I, I haven't read it yet. CNZ9117. Your lights are on. Well, not mention your name, but everybody sees you get out, Stuart. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, I want to say a big thanks to your minister, first of all, and also to you for permission to come uh, and give a report of the work in the Philippines, Pasig City, Metro Manila, the Philippines. But however, uh, I'm thinking on your minister, uh, I, I would call him uh, reverently Big David and Big John. And uh, that's John, that's the Reverend John Gray. And the pair of them came in to me uh, one day and the martyrs up in the Henroost area, I had a, my office was up there. And I'm sitting on the, on the threshold with a Stanley knife and, and cutting A4 paper, uh, memory, Bible memory text for to hand out to the children when, when I, these two boys come in. What are you doing, Noel? Um, I'm cutting paper with <laughs> a Stanley knife. He says, have you no guillotine? No, I'm using a Stanley knife. <laughs> and the old Stanley blade was blunt and it was turned the paper. And they said, uh, we're having a mission. I don't know where it was. We're having a tent mission. We'll raise some money and buy you uh, a guillotine. The guillotine's still working too, boy. Amen. Still working. And... Uh, that, that was uh, my, uh, a very vivid memory of your minister 
and big John, <laughs> big John Gray, uh, uh, in helping us in the work of the Lord. And so tonight, thank you very much, brother. Thank you. The word is Maraming Salamat. And then I had a very pleasant surprise in meeting uh, Sister Pat Mills. Forgot her name. It's going to hit me a kick in the shins but, uh, because I forgot her name. Uh, but however, with good memories in the college, isn't that right, sis? Amen. And then Mrs. Kearns as well. Uh, I, I was up the other day and, and, and uh, uh, seen the, the grave. He's he very close to my mother-in-law. Uh, five doors up, sister. Amen. All in glory. Say amen, church. Amen. Praise the Lord. And another lesson we've learned uh, they're coming down the road that there isn't too many people believe in keeping the speed limit flying, all flying by <laughs> big trucks in the ring <laughs> maybe it was me going slow <laughs> if you have your Bible I want to share this with you Ezekiel I think most of you know Sorry, Ezekiel 36. I think most of you know that we moved into uh, a garbage area, dumping, dumping garbage area there. It's not like that now. Uh, it's all settled and people are, are building houses and all on it now. But then, then, uh, it was just garbage going in. So when we were there... Uh, the Lord gave me this, uh, these couple of verses, Ezekiel 36 and verse 34, and the desolate land. Now, it, it, it's, it's talking about land, but when we're preaching on it, we're thinking of desolate sinners. A man without Christ, surely he's desolate. We, you and me were desolate there. Amen. And uh, so you'll notice that it says, shall be tilled. And I, I would imagine there's farming men in, in the meeting tonight. And uh, they know all about a piece of bad ground maybe. And it, to be tilled, turned over. Isn't that right? And worked tilled. And so it's the same idea with sinners. Uh, they're desolate and they need tilled, tilled with the Word of God and talking to them about the Lord and praying for them and keep tilling the, the hearts as it were. And then uh, I want you to notice verse 36. I'm jumping this. Verse 36. Then the heathen that are left round about you shall know that I, the Lord, build the ruined places. Say amen, church. It's not the minister that does the building. He, he, he does a lot of groundwork, but it's the Lord that does the building. Am right, brother? For God be the glory. Amen. Uh-huh. And uh, plant 
that, that was desolate in that verse 36. Then I, the Lord, have spoken it. And I like this bit. I will do it. Are you with me now, church? I will do it. So when you move in to this area, and keep in mind that it's completely uh, Roman Catholic, uh, there it's, it's a Catholic nation, uh, there's a part Muslim in it as well, but you keep that in mind, and then just the environment of the area, uh, at that time when we moved into it, uh, but the Lord says it's going to be tilled, and the Lord says it's going to be built up to, and then he says, I'm going to do it. <laughs> amen. Amen, church. Say amen. amen. That's right. Uh, don't, don't be afraid to shout amen. <laughs> but when I, I'm preaching to the Filipinos, uh, and they're looking up at me, and I think I've lost them, you see. Uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, lost him in Belfast language. <laughs> but however, uh, I say, say amen. And they all say amen. So I think I'm on track. Praise the Lord. Uh, but however, I will do it. Okay. 37. Thus saith the Lord God, I will yet for this be inquired of by the house of Israel. That suggests to me prayer. Okay, I'll be inquired of this. Inquired of what? Inquired of this desolate land being tilled. And, 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 and it, I forgot this one, verse 35. If you look at verse 35, uh, and they shall say, this land that was desolate, that's past tense now, isn't it? This land that was desolate is become like the garden of Eden. What about that, brother? Isn't that good? And so, uh, you women, you, you would know women like to work in gardens, wee bits of garden and stuff, and and takes a bit of work to work in the garden, does a bit of time digging and hooking out uh, weeds and watering and all that stuff. Uh, takes a bit of time to do all that. Uh, and what are you wanting? You're wanting your garden to be the, the pride of Balamon. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, but we do know and appreciate the work that goes into it to produce a beautiful garden. Garden of Eden. Well, I'm, I'm not, I don't think it finish up like the Garden of Eden, <laughs> the original one I'm talking about. But however, uh, th that is the vision, uh, brother, you see young people getting saved. That's only the beginning, isn't it? Now you have to teach, 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 and work with them. And maturity comes in. And what you're looking for as a young fella, young girl, like the Garden of Eden. Are you, are you with me? Their hearts. And instead of doing all this here and bowing down to a piece of stone, uh, praising the Lord. Amen. We love that hymn that you were singing there. That's a great hymn there. Filipinos love that one. Amen. So, uh, the, the Lord says, I will do it. 
And then in verse uh, 37 again, thus saith the Lord, I will yet be inquired of by the house of Israel to do it for them. I will increase them with men like a flock. Amen. So th- th- there is a build up, may I explain, uh, there. Uh, the COVID, I'm, I'm going to talk about the three years, uh, just three years back. And uh, I, I had to spend three years, but I couldn't come home because of all this problem. But however, uh, the law of the land, uh, which was the, the government, they're saying, now close down, you're only allowed five in the meeting. One playing the piano, preacher, somebody working this stuff here for online, like that. And uh, there would be debate. (laughs) There would be debate. Uh, Governments telling us what to do and all this sort of stuff. I adopted the attitude that uh, the government wasn't saying stop preaching and remember it's a Catholic I'm talking about the government in the Philippines and it's a Catholic government obviously they weren't saying stop preaching the gospel brother are you with me the concern was the health of the people Filipinos were dying like flies and if you died today you were born tomorrow uh, that, that was the, the law of the Medes and Persians die today, born tomorrow. But however, that was my mind. We we need to keep, uh, uh, according to government regulation, and uh, concerned about your health and my health. So it was he, that's the way we looked at it, brother, you know. And uh, uh, we did that. And then, uh, deeper into the COVID, uh, me being a senior citizen wasn't allowed out. <laughs> Amen. They were really like of it, bro. <laughs> and, <laughs> but you sneaked out of town, r- round the area, you know. And, but you had to wear the mask. Everybody wearing masks and stuff. And but however, uh, that's that's the way it was. And and I I, I found this out, brother. Uh, the area for sort of uh, cleansiness and all that business wouldn't be the best area to be in. But I felt, you see, if you were in the middle of the will of God, it's the safest place to be. Amen, church? Uh Uh-huh. That's the way I was thinking. But however, uh, then then a, a relaxation of the law, you're allowed to gather tonight, and stuff like that. Uh, not a whole church, 50% of this building capacity, just 50%. <laughs> and they were afraid of bringing in, the, the minister, pastors bringing in crowds. And this applied to chapels as well, I may say. It applied to everybody and anybody. Uh, restrict the number of the people. And then a wee bit more relaxation and we decided, uh, do you know what we'll do? There was no Sunday school. 
we couldn't bring children in. If a, if a child got COVID and died, who's going to put their hand up and say, uh, I asked them all to come in, and now there's COVID in amongst us. You say, nobody to take the, the, the blame, as it were. So we, there was no Sunday school. But however, uh, it's easing up, brother. So the idea was, let's bring all the children in. If a man pokes his head through the door, that would be a Barangi man, a, a facial man, and says, uh, there's too many here, you'll have to cut back. We cut back, that's it. But nobody ever put their head through the door and uh, said, stop. So that was the word to go, to go on. And the Sunday school enlarged, you maybe get 200 in it. Our, our, our teachers, the Filipinos, would go out and have a class in the sticks. You understand that? Go here, go there. Uh, maybe eight, eight classes out in the sticks everywhere. Uh, but now bring them in and we'll have a meeting. So I think the video will speak for itself. I speak in the video, but I will ask your minister to stop and might pass a comment on, on whoever is up there on the screen. Maraming salamat, it means thank you very much. Uh, I, I did not learn Tagalog, uh, and I, I chide myself for not applying myself to learn it. Uh, uh, I thought, if you could speak English, uh, that'll do me. Children are able to sing in English on Tagalog, brother. This height, this height, not from the ground, from there. I've seen him looking at the ground. Is it going to be a different one, brother? Uh, but I, however, you know, we think we are advanced in a mighty way. Uh, but uh, Philippines isn't too bad now. They're coming second. There, amen. <laughs> but however, we'll cut the waffle and we're going to show you uh, the burning bush. Amen. <laughs> May our hearts burn. Okay. We need the lights out. Can we have the lights out? Is it all right? Put the place in darkness. The COVID-19 pandemic was caused a temporary freeze on lots of institutions, universities, schools closed, jobs lost, and church was not an exception. For the last two years, the work of the Lord has been greatly affected, mostly amongst the children's ministry. But by the grace of God, we were able to reach the children uh, now physically and gradually with some adjustments we have successfully brought in approximately 200 children every week rather than say stop 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 i'm going to give him that there i'm going to give him a thumbs up amen uh, uh, that's our sunday school now there's your sunday school teacher put your hand up if you're a sunday school teacher amen
May I say that you're worth your weight in gold. You're worth your weight in gold. Uh-huh. Amen. Uh, I'll share this before you go on. Just a little. I wanted to be a prison officer. Prison officer. I wanted to go to Canada. Uh, shoot bears and catch some and fish. <laughs> some of you boys that do a bit of fishing. That's what I wanted to do. And then one night, the doc, uh, well, before he hit the platform, children's worker, I made application. You teachers listen to this. I made application to be a prison officer. I was interviewed by two men and a woman for a half an hour. Okay? And uh, I thought I would be ultra religious and that these people will think you're the man we need <laughs> Mr. Stevenson so I any hobbies well I'm a Sunday school teacher do open air meetings and, and helping this and helping that and they just look at you in the interview and then one of them lights a cigarette and in those days I could blow it in your face he says uh do you know what I think, Mr. Stevenson? I think you would be better on the outside than on the inside. What about that? He says, uh, you might just keep some of these boys coming into us. Okay, Sunday school teacher, think of that. They may not all get saved, but you're training them up in the ways of righteousness. Amen. Amen, teacher. So in the interview, I must share this with you, brother. He says to me, uh, do, do you know that you would be working with murderers? You remember the bad days? I says, yes. What would you do to say? I'd tell them Jesus died for them and loved them and, and, and they'd saved. So there's no reaction on their face. The next bond says, uh, Mr. Stevenson, if there was a rat in the prison, what would you do? I said I'd take the button and beat the heads of them. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And I just look at you. <laughs> and halfway through that interview, I knew, I knew, I'm not going to be a prison officer. <laughs> And then the call came. Big doc, this church needs a full time children's work. Hey Amen. I'm telling you, this will shorten the winter for you. Hey Amen. Oh, but look at that Sunday school teacher. These children are all from the garbage area. There they are. Hey Amen. Okay, Brian. For Sunday school from these different areas. We were blessed with three tricycles which are used as here. No. Retired? No. Watch this one. Okay.
far out run. The rest of the game. I ought to keep running if he gets a picture of <laughs> It's called killing time. <laughs> the TV used to say, you remember the black and white one, and the TV would break down, and, and it would say, normal services will be resumed as soon as possible. <laughs> Amen. But anyway, I'll explain. Nani Gregoria, I'll explain this one. An old, uh, nearly 80, she says, Uncle Noel, will you start a Sunday school in my house? And her house is a shack. Just, you'd find it difficult to put wallpaper on the walls. There's all bits of tin and stuff. But there we started the Sunday school and children's meeting. There, it's across the way. It's far out, a bit far out. And then... Uh, And uh, she, she's moved on now. And that tricycle is bringing the children in f from her area for Sunday school in a Sunday morning. That's what's happening there. Are you okay? Well, I'll not, I'll not say... Aye. Sometimes these things happen. Years ago in Balamina, uh, Alistair Stevenson, I was ringing Alistair, Alistair, this thing's not working, the place is full of people, <laughs> and the pressure was on. The COVID-19 pandemic was closed. I think that was near the end of it there, bro. That's me shouting, stop. I may just let it run on and say stop once. Are you okay? Well, these are pictures, of course, of the children. The COVID-19 pandemic was closed. A temporary freeze on lots of institutions, universities, schools closed, jobs lost, and church was not an exception. For the last two years, the work of the Lord has been greatly affected, mostly amongst the children's ministry. But by the grace of God, we were able to reach the children uh, now, physically and gradually, with some adjustments, we have successfully brought in approximately 200 children every week for Sunday school from these different areas. We were blessed with three tricycles, which are used as service vehicles for children living in far out areas. Some Sunday school teachers fetch and send children home through walking. After church, 
uh, Sunday service at 12 noon. Uh, children aged 10 years old and above stay over for lunch to attend what we call Junior Church. Established August this year, which aims to take. If you look to the left, they're all girls. There, we call them junior junior girls. There, all, all that gang would have come to the Sunday school. Let's imagine they're in here with young ones as well. Okay, Sunday school. So I, I'm looking across them. I say bigger ones. So. Uh, Queenie, Queenie's done four years in Bible College up in Tarlick. Queenie, uh, just go, go over there and call out 11, 12, 13-year-olds, 14, 15-year-olds, and get their names and their addresses and visit the parents and ask them, can they attend church? Which she did. And uh, then the idea of having a junior church after the adult church. So the parents were saying, well, seven o'clock in the morning to three o'clock on Sunday afternoon, they're going to be there. Uh, they would need to eat. So it was okay. You'd seen the big pot uh, there earlier on. And uh, uh, we Jamaica would be up at six in the morning. The pot will be full of rice and chicken legs, chicken feet, chicken neck. Uh, I'm glad I'm not a chicken. You, you finish up in the pot mighty quick. Uh, but all that, and I think, brother, that the children get the best meal every Sunday in church. That's what I feel. Uh -huh. But however, the boys, the same idea, and it's your junior church. Full of, full of wee Catholic people when you're praying and you pray like out one eye open you say and uh, <laughs> amen <laughs> they do all this performance I laugh at them but however where you go so, teach the young people more about the Lord there the juniors are given the opportunity to share their testimonies render special numbers and even involve themselves in some of the church work, such as washing dishes and mopping the floor. Also, it is a marvelous to see that some of them are taking an interest in being part of the music ministry, mainly in playing the piano and the fiddles. With designated discipleship mentors, the juniors are steadfastly taught how a Christian life should be lived. Their testimony. The idea being, there's no use saying, read my Bible, read my Bible, I must learn to read my Bible, if you haven't got a Bible to, to read. So we were able to, uh, to get Bibles out of the Philippines, King James, A.V., uh, and uh, these children would have been attending 
for maybe seven months of Bible study because the schools weren't uh, back again. They're on now, but then, uh, and they were able to come in groups, and the teachers were able to teach them different days for an hour, take them through their Bible. So the idea was, keep coming to the Bible studies through the week, and then we, we, we'll get you a Bible. They, they didn't know that. Uh, th- this was just talk among ourselves. We'll get them Bibles. And th- that's the different groups getting Bibles there. Amen. Bibles of changed life is truly a blessing to us all. Planting them with seeds about rendering service and talent to the Lord. Uh, we have formed another group of choir, the junior choir it's called, who have sung a number of times during our raised on the Garby site, now coming to church, not chapel, hearing the word of God, and we encourage them to sing, if you, if you think you can sing, and there's a teacher there who puts them through different parts <laughs> and wheels their arms around and gets them sort of way knocked together. Uh, they had neither in them nor on them, so we were able to buy clothes, a sack of clothes for the girls, for the boys, set them out there, set them out, and the, the girls, girl teachers with them, uh, going for the one they liked, that's 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 what they're wearing. Amen. Praise the Lord. Away you go. Adult Sunday service. We preach Christ, the only one who has the strength to say. With regard street teaching, the work continues with it in a total of five areas, constantly being reached through the word of God. Daniel Daly Vacation Bible School uh, was uh, missed for two consecutive years but was successfully carried out this year with approximately 400 children brought in. Some of them are regular. So the old boy you seen doing this, that's me, ringing a bell. Uh, walking around the walls of Jericho it was introducing the mission the, the, the DVBS, they call it, the children's mission, in the morning. So walk around the area, we have a bell, uh, ring a bell, and all the kids walking behind you there, different age groups there, teachers and all there. That, that picture there, uh, that's the workers, that's the working team there, David. Uh, all those ones there that you see, all saved in Sunday school, stayed with us, matured, now Sunday school teachers. Amen. To God be the glory. Okay, brother. Sunday school and junior church at 10. Final days of the mission in, in the, the church building there. Now, I remember having missions like that Back home, <laughs> Belfast, Northern Ireland. <laughs> Amen.
I'll share this with, I'll share this one with them, for the young people here. Mm -hmm. You see, you young people, I remember down in my knees with Billy Bummer. Do you know Billy Bummer? Billy Bummer's wife dead, died, and buried tomorrow. And uh, I'm down on my knees and we're praying with Big Billy. And, and I, I, I think I, I should answer the call for children's work, children's work. Devil says, uh, what will you do if people, children, don't come? I get that poked into my ear. Uh-huh. What, would, what, what will you do? You're working in Sandy Road, Newton Arts Road, Tuckmona and I am there, all these tight areas. Their parents, their parents won't let them go to your meeting because your minister preaches against violence and stuff. I got that into my ear. The devil, on my knees. Here's one, you young people. Uh, listen to this. Same, same thing. On your knees. The devil saying that. Not, not an audible voice. An, an arrow, a fairy dart, saying, uh, your minister's a great soul winner. What if you win nobody? <laughs> and there were two big things that, that, that held me back, brother. Uh, you talk about the craftiness of the devil. Well, I think in Belfast, we finished up with the biggest meetings anywhere in Belfast. Uh -huh. And then we did see young people coming to the Lord as well, you see. So we did learn in a practical way that the devil is a liar. Amen, church. I'll oh, hold you back. But there you are. Not. And then, uh, taking place during the month of October was baptism of some of the juniors who have confessed to have received Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, and whose delight is in obedience to the Lord. There was one senior citizen to mention, one that had been uh, in the wheelchair round the corner from us. And in the wheelchair, I said to Asalia, Asalia, you see that woman down there in the wheelchair? Take your Bible and go down and talk to her about the Lord. So she did that. Uh -huh. Talk, 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 witness, pray. And the old dear asked the Lord Jesus into her heart. And then when we had the baptism, she wanted to be baptized. So they carried her up the up the there. So when she got into the water, she's sitting in a chair, you see. And she she says, oh, it's cold. It's 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 cold. I says, You'll be all right, you're going down in a minute <laughs> under. <laughs> but but she's still alive, she's okay. But I want you to appreciate the ones that you've seen. The teachers had already asked the parents, is it okay if they are baptized? 
because they had already been sprinkled by a priest. So we weren't going to baptize anybody unless we had parents' permission. That's the blessing. So the young ones that you've seen there, that was a big thing. I'm a Catholic, you see. But now, showing to everybody, and they would be taught, and, and, and the, the way, you just don't ask Jesus into your heart and go and be baptized. They'll be taught, teachers teaching them what it is and what it isn't. Amen. So that was a great blessing. That was the tide coming in, brother. COVID, the tide out. You're wondering, what's going to happen? Are they coming back? Have we lost everybody? That's, that's what's going through your head. But God brought them back. He brought more in. Amen. Uh, it's marvelous, brother. So uh, we say to God, be the glory. Amen. Okay. That, that completed 19 people who have been baptized this year. On the same day, we did remember of Christ's death and resurrection through the Lord's Supper together with the church congregation. The boys, uh, we'll have a wee bit of a uh, uh, car park that you've seen the tricycle coming in there. So clear the car park and get a net up for basketball. Okay. And uh, Mark, get them boys in. Start a competition with the boys. Basketball. Then a net across, a big net, and the girls, they murmured. The girls murmured because boys are always playing basketball. So we want to play volleyball, Uncle Noah. So you know what I mean? You have to keep the girls happy, don't you? Uh, so they they have their uh, volleyball or, or basketball, whatever, whatever. Then uh, get get these ones into church. See them basketball boys. Get them into the church, into the prayer meeting, into the prayer meeting. So into the prayer meeting they come, and uh, we would have a floodlight on uh, every every night. Nine o'clock, the floodlights on, and the boys are playing basketball. Now, mother, if you were the mother out there with a few Filipino sons at the age of 14 and 15 and 17 and 19, you would be very glad that your boys are playing basketball in the church grounds. You'd be very glad. And the same... The girls are sent home earlier. They're not allowed nine o'clock. They're sent home earlier. But you would be very glad that they're in the church, as it were, uh, uh, being watched over, if, if you want that. Amen. So then some of them getting saved, that gang there that you see there, all personally dealt with and led to the Lord. So... Uh, the Lord said, "I'll bring uh, bring men in, 
And I'm looking at them boys, and I say, that's the men the Lord's bringing in. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Amen, church. I praise the Lord. Okay, where you go, bro? Before the year ends, we have successfully carried out a juniors and a young people's camp where we had a total of 60 campers who have indeed enjoyed physical activities along in hearing God's word. We are truly grateful to have been given the opportunity to create such an impact on the lives of these children, to reach them through the teaching of the word of God. past couple of years must have been uh, complicated and, pro and probable fear and uncertainty in us. But God remains faithful to his children, always true to the promises. On behalf of the burning bush, may we all see that God still works, even in the most difficult times. We thank him for all he's done, the new doors he has opened, the new souls he has brought in. To God be the glory, great things he is doing. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvellous in our eyes. your prayers and financial help to keep this when we moved in there nobody nobody you moved in moved out because there's nobody there there was plenty of people but I'm talking about the formation of a church so when you see that you say worth it all worth it all brother there's one person who pays the sacrifice, makes the sacrifice, and you call her Marie. And Marie is my wife. She makes the sacrifice. She's not able to come out to the Philippines. So she says, Noel, you go. You stay with them people. They need you. I know there's a time coming when Noel will disappear, but it's not going to be this year anyway, or next year. <laughs> Amen. But look at it, church, and go home and say, the Lord is doing great things whereof we are glad. That's it. Amen. Amen, brother. An ongoing work for the Lord. Amen. Ahmed, thank you very much uh, for uh, coming out to the prayer meeting tonight. I appreciate 
just saying old faces and new faces. Amen. Thank you. Okay, brother. Thank you, Noel. Appreciate you coming tonight and uh, just presenting the work that you've been involved in all these years. The offering tonight will go to support this ministry in the Philippines, so don't, don't forget that, please. <coughs> just a few other slides to show you. I want to thank you who came in to help yesterday. Very much appreciated. Thank you to the carol singers who came out so faithfully and uh, sang around the homes. Thank you in the Lord's great name. We had our school concert for Christmas on Wednesday morning. It all went very well. You should be able to hear. surprise last night thank you to our Ukrainian friends who came and uh, they sang to us really appreciate that the doorbell rang and there they were outside they sang outside but we said come in so you hear them singing church here to, to receive the benefit of one of the, the Christmas carols being sung in the Russian language by our Ukrainian friends. Can, can I say one, one yeah. thinking that our friends from Ukraine have difficulty understanding me. <laughs> and I was thinking about, about some of the words you were using tonight about, you know, poking your head in and, and uh, they're, they're just uh, absolutely bewildered. So, 
Well, we'll, we'll explain it to you, Sasha. We'll explain it all later, what it is to poke your head in. Um, the three pallets arrived safely today in Romania, these clothes that were sent out. So in time for the, the cold, cold temperatures that they, they're having at this present time. So thank you for all who were involved in that. Thank you for all who were involved in the, the chicken coop um, project. We're able to build quite a few of these now to help these poor folks out in Romania. And Faith in Action is um, still supporting the work out there. And we, we have seen this uh, sent to us recently. Вот такое у нас сегодня служение с чаем, саладушками. Вот люди кушают, все довольные. Вот такие оладушки у нас. These are actually gifts to help with children. Uh, I think the children are in hospital and they're helping with 200 children that are in need at this time. And uh, there were blankets or duvets that were provided as well for the folks in the cold weather. Just before we come to, to pray, we're going to sing Bring Them In, 669. And this is relevant to you, Noel. Bring them in from the fields of sin. Bring the wandering ones to Jesus and we're going to sing it to the glory of God. Thank you.
list is before you continually, so I think you're familiar with most of the names. Let's keep in prayer for the sick connected to the congregation and for everything that's happening out in Ukraine. Our hearts are, are with them at this time of the year, uh, very especially Christmas time, with the joy of Christmas and then everything that's going on in the background with war. We remember Wesley. We continue to pray for him and for Peter in recovery. We've been asked to remember this lady, June Clyde, in prayer. She has received a diagnosis recently that uh, makes her very ill and in need of treatment. And uh, she doesn't mind that we pray for her. So do look to the Lord tonight on her behalf. We come to our time of prayer and we say goodnight to those that are listening in on the internet. Trust that you've been blessed and challenged. And uh, may the Lord bless you as you leave us now. Thank you.